to the Joyfully Imperfect show for highly driven women who are always looking to grow and evolve in their personal and professional lives. I'm Yukti Rao, your host and mentor for highly productive driven women living a joyfully imperfect life with my two teens, hubby and dog in Southern California. With over two decades in the corporate world and five years as an entrepreneur and coach, I have been on a journey to discover the real meaning of success and joy. In this show, I will be sharing my insights and tools alongside other experts to help you stop feeling overwhelmed and create a joyfully imperfect life without sacrificing yourself, your family or career. Yes, you can have it all. You can learn more about me and my work at Yukti's Coaching Corner on Instagram and Facebook and at yukti.net. You will find all the links in the show notes. Let's begin. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the next episode of Joyfully Imperfect for Highly Driven Women. Well, it's summer of 2023. Summer's here. Kids are going to be home. Maybe you're going on vacation. Work is going on. Maybe you're going to have visitors. Summer is always an interesting time because while it's a time we look forward to because the routine changes, things shift, um, some things don't. And you have to take care of those things. In fact, often for women, more than men, I feel, even though this is true for women, men as well, you have more to do in summer than otherwise just because the schedules are different. Maybe your kids are home. I have two teenagers, so things are a little less uh, dependent on me in the sense that they do their own thing more with younger kids it's you actually have to entertain them and make sure that you spend time with them um, on a daily basis or maybe you have to find summer camps beforehand and put that in place which means driving them to a different location or taking them to different things uh, at diff- on different weeks so summer does create a conundrum often, especially if you're a parent. And even if you're not, summer is a time when things at work are different, right? If you're working in an office, maybe some of your colleagues are out for vacation because they have kids and you're holding down the fort or you need to take vacation and you're trying to figure out how to manage it all. Or you have visitors and you're working, and maybe you have kids on top of that, how do you juggle it all? That, my dear, is the question. Especially if you're a highly driven woman, you probably try to do it all, fix it all, make it all happen for everybody. I'm here to tell you to actually stop doing that. Wow, what a concept. And in your head, maybe you're going, how is that even possible? How do I even stop? There's so many people depending on me. There's so much depending on me. I have to make sure that everything is in place and I juggle everything and I manage everyone. Oh, take a a deep breath. Just think about it. If that story is going on in your head somewhere, your body is tensing up as I speak. Just think about what you're doing to yourself. Is this summer really going to be fun if this is how you're approaching it? Probably not. 
So I'm here to help you today make summer fun. By the way, before I go any further on this, if you are a parent of younger kids, my friend and I, my friends um, Beth and Laura do a podcast called Be Friend. And we just did and released an episode a couple of weeks ago on managing summer. Beth has younger kids. So she had some awesome tips on how to do things with summer because I won't be addressing that in this episode. But I do, I would um, invite you to go catch us in that episode because we talked about how to manage with teenagers and how to manage with younger kids in the summer. So I am going to focus today on how to juggle things and how to set some boundaries and how to manage your summer better so you can also have fun. It's not just about making it easy for everyone else. It's also about having fun yourself and having a relaxed summer with you. Like I said, we have tips and tricks on how to do it with younger kids. Please go catch the episode of Befriend podcast. I will drop a link in the show notes. But if you're going to be one of those people who's going on summer vacation, let's talk about what that looks like. If you're working or if you're in your own business, maybe what that looks like is you don't know how to take time off. You don't know how to get away for that long. Maybe it's a week, maybe it's 10 days, maybe it's two weeks. Now, the Europeans really have it down in the sense that when they go on vacation, they go on vacation. Guess what? One of the things we have forgotten is that in our pursuit for productivity, in our work life, we have forgotten that actually rest, relaxation and rejuvenation makes us more productive. But if you're going off on vacation and carrying your work with you, guess what? You're not getting that break. And if you're not getting that break, you're not going to be able to rest and rejuvenate either with your family or with your friends or whoever you're traveling with or even by yourself. So the first step in actually enjoying your vacation is setting some boundaries for yourself first as to what does taking work with you mean? Does that mean you'll be available for calls all the time? Does that mean you're going to be on your computers all of the time? Does it mean you're going to be on your computer maybe two hours a day and that's when you'll be available for calls or maybe not at all? I invite you to really look at it and set that boundary. Now, you may be thinking, oh my God, if I'm gone from work, what will happen? Guess what? The world is not going to end. Surprise, surprise. Even if you have a business of your own, I'm a solopreneur. I don't have, um, I don't have a big team working with me. But I am taking a break. I am taking off for the next month because I will be go leaving next week on vacation with my kids and husband. And guess what? This podcast will have old episodes, uh, other things playing, and uh, while I'm gone, and they'll be uh, and I put my clients on hold. And you can set this up beforehand. So what do you do at work? Firstly, I really invite you to look at why you think you cannot take off from work? Why do you think you are that essential? Why? What do you think? What worries you? Is it that things will fall apart? Are you trying to control something? Or you're afraid to leave because what if somebody else takes over? What if they don't really need me? What's going on in your head? What, irrespective of what's going on outside, you may think, oh, my manager won't allow it. 
or I am in such a higher position, I cannot take time off. Well, I invite you to think, go beneath the surface. Because guess what? Whatever's happening in your outside world is because something in your inside is creating that in the in your outside world. So if you're worried about what your manager will think, are you worried about losing your job? Are you looking for his approval? What is it? Have you actually ever had that conversation? The interesting thing I've noticed is people don't even have the conversation. They just expect that the managers expect that the employees will work through vacation and the employees expect that they are expected to work so they will do it. They don't actually go and have a conversation and say, hey, I'm not going to be available for these two weeks. If there is something urgent, this is how you can reach me. Maybe you only let your manager know, not everybody else. Maybe you let, let one person in your team know. Now, the interesting thing is if you're really somebody like the women I work with at um, higher up managerial positions. So they are afraid to leave because they are worried that an emergency will occur and then what will happen. The most interesting thing is the definition of emergency and what's urgent for you and what you think is important is not the same for everybody else. So if you leave the message saying, telling your team, hey, I am leaving and I'm not going to be available for these two weeks, say, until it's something urgent, one person will email you for approval of something that they could have easily gone to somebody else for. And they will email you three times a day because in their mind, that is urgent or important. But guess what? It's not really urgent and important in terms of how business runs, whether you need to be there, whether you need to be the person doing this. So set the expectation clearly. A lot of people don't do that. They don't actually set boundaries. Firstly, they don't think they have a right to set the boundary. So if you're doing that, look at why you think that, what's getting in your way. Secondly, they don't actually go and have the clear communication. And that's what I help my clients do. Actually communicate their needs in a way that actually serves everybody. Because it does. Guess what? When you take a vacation for two weeks and you come back, relaxed and rejuvenated you're more productive more focused you can get your work done better and your team thrives and you also are able to give that to your team because you are now able to receive it for yourself so i invite you to do that set some boundaries i would ideally say set a boundary and be away from work but if you can't and it makes you really uncomfortable Set a boundary, clear boundary, and have an accountability partner. Maybe you're going on vacation with friends, or maybe you're going on vacation with your spouse or a partner. In any case, tell them that, look, I need to check my emails for one hour a day. I need you to hold me accountable. That that's all I do and that I'm not on the phone constantly. Set that boundary and set the boundary with people at work and let them know this is the time I will be available for this long. And if you need anything, you can reach me at this time and that's it. A lot of people have a lot of difficulty with this, but guess what? If you do that, your vacation will be a real vacation. You will not be harried. You will actually be get to relax. You will actually have fun and you will come back rejuvenated and revitalized. Okay. So that's for people, for women who are working and have their own businesses. 
and for women, for other people who have visitors. Now, when you have visitors at home, it becomes a challenge in the summer because guess what? They are there for a vacation, but maybe you are not on vacation at the same time. Or maybe you have kids, like I said, and you have to drive them around and they have priorities. Or maybe you have friends coming in with kids and your kids want to go out with them, but you can't. So one of the key things here is to actually set up, uh, again, it's all about expectations, okay? Same thing. When we have visitors coming, we often have trouble juggling the hospitality, being hospitable and a good host and being available and taking care of them. And especially in my culture, where I come from India, hospitality is huge, okay? But in the process, they actually overgive and then find themselves um, overwhelmed either before the visitors come or even when they are there and overwhelmed after because now you've been taking care of them and you have other things piled up. How do I know this? I've been in that boat many times. And all that does is it actually takes away from the fun of enjoying the people who are visiting you and it becomes more an obligation that's than something you do and enjoy. So if you really want to enjoy your visitors, you really want to have fun with them, set some expectations. Let go of your expectations, talk to them, and hear what the expectations are. Okay? So communication is key. Communication is key. I'll give you an example from my personal life. We are going to Europe this summer um, and staying with some family. And one of the family we're staying with, she has a lot going on. Um, she has she has exams and she has work and all, and she invited us to stay at her house because she wants to spend whatever little time she'll be free with us. And if we are in a hotel close by, she thinks she won't see us at all. So while we respected that and we talked about it and we like, okay, we'll adjust and accommodate because we want to see her too. She started feeling overwhelmed as the date came closer as to what she had committed to. And maybe you are in the same boat. And she felt like, oh my God, I have such a small space. How are we going to manage? And how am I going to get my work done? So she shared that with us. Now you can share that in a way. Now she shared that this place, this from a place of overwhelm. So the message wasn't, was a little muddied. Now, so I invite you if you're feeling overwhelmed to actually write down and see why you're feeling overwhelmed and what's going on and what's important and what's not. And then maybe pick up the phone and talk to the people who are coming. Hear what they are expecting and share what is possible for you. For example, if they, like she was clear, you guys are going to be there for four or five days. I'm going to not be able to go out doing do stuff with you guys. I will be able to see you mostly at home and maybe once or twice I can go out because she's busy. You can do the same thing. You can actually let your guests know Okay, you're most welcome to come in. Uh, what do you need for breakfast? I'll keep the things ready so you can help yourself. So like in Indian culture, this happens a lot. When guests come, you're like cooking three times a day and trying to take care of them, their every need. Well, if it's possible for you, go ahead. I, I think it depletes the person who's being the host. And when a guest comes, it's more fun 
if you are collaborating and enjoying them as well, right? And if all you're doing is worrying about taking care of them, then you're not really enjoying them. If you really enjoy cooking for other people and you want to, please go ahead. But if it feels like an obligation and something you have to do, then maybe think twice and discuss it with them. Firstly, they may not need you to cook three times a day. That's just your expectation that you're, you, you, are, you have put on yourself because that's what you're used to. That's your conditioning. That's how you grew up. So that's what you think is required. At the same time, I noticed that here in uh, America, people are not weighed down so much with the hospitality, but often actually ignore the needs of the people who, are, who have come to visit. I'm going to be honest. So in that case, also the communication is important because you talk to them, you discuss with them and see what their plans are. Talk to them about what's possible for you, as in very simply, hey, if you tell me what you need for breakfast, I'll keep that at home so it's easy for you to get up in the morning and get it, especially if they're traveling with kids, right? It, it's challenging. Or, and and set the expectation, yeah, on Saturday, maybe I'll be able to go out with you uh, and do this activity. And this is what I'd like to do if we can plan it for Saturday. And maybe they can and maybe they can't. And the rest of the time, maybe I can't go with you. Or are you uh, comfortable taking my two kids with your two kids if I can't go? Or make other plans for your kids while they are, they are out and then they can have fun when they come back home. This is something I've learned over the years. One of the key things when you have visitors is to actually talk to them about kind of what they, where they are and discuss with them kind of where you are beforehand. So there's not disappointment after. So it keeps relationships going and you're actually working together. Communication is key during and before the visit and maybe even after just to clarify if there's anything that didn't work out. Uh, this last year, we went to a friend's house. They invited us along with our dog and it became clear after a day that the dog wasn't going to be going to be comfortable there and they it was just not pleasant being there for them or for us because it was just um the way the dog was behaving was uncomfortable for them so as hosts they felt uncomfortable saying anything to us but we could see so we talked to them and moved out and we cleared the air. So we continue to be friends and we learned something from that lesson, from that visit as to uh, how to set the expectation and where we can go with whom. Like there are places you can go and stay with people, with your kids and there are places you can't. Same thing with your dog, same thing by yourself. So it's important to actually think about these things even when you are having visitors in your house. See how much space you have, whether you can accommodate them comfortably. If you can't, set the expectation, have that conversation. And sometimes the conversation and what the reality is may be different. Then have the conversation again. Maybe there has to be a shift. So I invite you to do that because what happens is when you're juggling all these things, you're juggling work, home, visitors, your own summer plans, it sometimes gets overwhelming and then you forget what this was all about. Having people over is about having fun with them. Taking a summer vacation and a break is actually to relax and rejuvenate and enjoy yourself. Going out with friends is about 
having fun with them, which means that maybe you won't get everything the way you want it and they won't get everything the way they want it. The, but the key to keep it going clearly is clear communication. Clear communication where you can share your needs while being able to hear their needs. The challenge becomes if all you want to do is communicate what you want because you're overwhelmed and it's too much for you and then the other piece person feels like you're not listening to them. Or you're taking on everything they want and not being able to communicate what you need at all. Either situation doesn't work. It has to be something, a place where you actually work together, which is important at work when you're setting boundaries and saying, hey, I'm going to be out for two weeks can you 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 can you take on this? Can you take on this and divide the things that you are not able to do during that time? Or maybe you don't even need to do that. So consider those possibilities. Because what I have seen, what really happens is that you have a certain expectation and the other people have a different expectation and there's no communication and clear dialogue. And that is where things start breaking down. That is where people get disappointed, where that's where conflict arises. That's where you go on vacation and you're still on call five hours a day and you don't feel like you ever went on vacation or you have visitors and you are overwhelmed and you just want to kick them out of the house sometimes. It happens. So I'm inviting you to actually, even though you may be overwhelmed, do something to reduce the overwhelm. Sit down, take some time, have a cup of tea, Get your journal out, write down what's overwhelming you, make a list and start talking. Start talking to people, start setting expectations and, and also listening to the expectations and create a plan together. I invite you to do that. So this is how you get to tackle your summer this time. It's not just you taking on everything and trying to fix things and do it for everyone. I invite you to actually partner with people at work, at home, with your visitors, with your friends, and create something that is synergistic so you can have fun too. All right, guys, have a wonderful, happy, 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 happy summer. I hope you have a blast. I'm going to be out at least for the next month, month and a half from the podcast, but I have some delicious stuff for you guys. We, I did a summit earlier with no, called Woman Know Thyself with these amazing speakers and we talked about how to create joyous balance in your life. That was the key, thing, key topic we discussed and all these women from different walks of life, most of them entrepreneurs, actually shared how they create balance in their life and where they fall out of balance also because guess what? Even as we're talking about all this, you are going to run into challenges. It's not that we don't run into challenges. It's how we address them that matters. So uh, keep listening because those are important and valuable tools that you will be using throughout your summer. So I will be posting those in the podcast while I'm out. Uh, so enjoy those, uh, those interviews. Um, also, just letting you know that those interviews were taken earlier. So there were some freebie gifts that we mentioned in the recording which will which may not be available anymore, which likely are not available anymore. So please don't look for that. But this is just uh, this is this is to give you some additional things to listen to in the summer that will really help you. All right, have a wonderful summer. Bye. Thank you for listening. 
for listening to the Joyfully Imperfect podcast. I am so grateful for your time and your presence here. If you would like to learn more about my work or work with me, you can reach out to me through my webpage www.yukti.net. The first, that's my first name, yukti.net or my Facebook group called Joyful Balanced Home. You will find all the relevant links in the show notes below. Have a joyful day ahead. Thank you.